I feel like I'm facing that way and trying to turn. Yeah, you to are. Look at you. Turn your just turn your hips and just pull your jacket down straight. That's why I always use a pillow. Kind of like. I mean, one time I wore a shirt and I looked all weird. It's just fine. take off the jacket. No, it was just the way your shirt was showing. I don't know. It's hot down here. Maybe, but are you going to make me get back up to look at the camera? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> you are. Figure out how you want to sit. What's up, y'all? My name's Leticia, and you're listening to Confessions from the Closet, a podcast all about vulnerability and overcoming. It's time we get ourselves unstuck from these boxes and these closets that we've allowed ourselves to be trapped in. We're so much bigger than these boxes we've been in. It's time we go deep, y'all. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another week of Confessions from the Closet. We're finally back again. Yes, like, we are. I keep saying we're finally back and then life happens and we take another break. But we are back and I feel like with a newfound purpose or currently seeking that newer found purpose and trying to just refocus myself on why we started this and which direction we want to go and um, yeah. A lot has happened since we last recorded and since we last posted, because those are all on different weeks. Um, this week, we're trying out new microphones that we got, and so hopefully they work well, because we're recording. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully this goes well. Um, and we're trying out headphones for the first time. Yeah. If you're not watching, I uh, thought it might help with Maddie staying close to the mic for my post-production editing. Because she'll see how close she is to the mic and she can hear herself. Also, it felt like more podcasty, I think. We'll see how we like it <laughs> once we see the video. Like, take those things off. <laughs> Anyways, um, if you are somebody who's been following along on this podcasting journey, there is an episode, I will insert the clip, um, where we talked about some big changes coming up. And this was a few months ago three or four months ago, I think, when that happened. And I got super emotional on the podcast, per usual. Um, and now we can talk about those things. So we're going to talk about that. Um, if you are on any social media platform, you would be blind not to see all of the, as I would call, transphobic posts happening across my news feeds lately. And that says several things to me. One, I was friends with a lot of very religious people for most of my life because those are the people I'm seeing post it and two there's still a lot of issues going on with our equality so we're going to discuss that I have some of my <laughs> LGBTQ children's book on display right now and we'll go into a little bit of detail on that because of the posts that I'm seeing um we haven't been on for a while and a lot has happened don't say gay bill otherwise known as the quote, parental rights bill, even though it's a load of bullshit. Um, what else? Leah Thomas Thompson, the NCAA swimmer who's trans, um, that happened. A lot has happened in the LGBTQ world, in the world, and it seems we are still a topic to be debated and argued, and I just think that's also bullshit, so... Stick around, talk with us, <laughs> listen to us, and uh, mostly me ranting about how irritated I am with most of it. Um, on another note, if you are local, we just met with some of our friends um, about our Panhandle Pride that's coming up June 25th out at Starlight Ranch. Um, very cool. Very exciting. We've usually been in a park where we're just in the open space and they're trying to move it and make it um, a bigger thing and grow this kind of like Dallas and Austin pride. We are on route 66. So we are very like prime spot. Amarillo is in a great spot for travelers. Um, and we have a lot of really cool places here, but all that to say, we are going to, we're in the works of setting something up for the podcast at Amarillo pride in June. And we are kind of working through what that's going to look like. Um, my idea right now is I would love to hear, just five minute stories of people like 
traumas that you've experienced, whether just from family members or through the church, because I think by sharing our stories and our personal traumas and what's happened to us, we can open eyes and we can um, fight for more change. And uh, so I would love if you are local and you do listen already and you're someone who would like to do this, um, we will be setting up at Pride and I would love to get your info ahead of time because that will help. Um, we don't know what the whole process looks like yet. We're just working it all out. So we're excited about that. I think it's yeah. a big deal. Uh, Plan to come to Amarillo? If yeah. You're if you're not from here, come to Amarillo. Cool. It's going to Starlight, um, Starlight Ranch is a new place. I guess it's not new, but they like revamped it a couple years ago. We've never been out there. They have like, it's going to be gated. So it's where none of the hecklers are going to get in. Um, we're not going to be harassed. It's more of a safe space where you're going to be able to, whether you're in the community or you're someone who wants to be more supportive, you're going to be safe to learn and you're going to be safe to express yourself. And it's mm -hmm. just in a safer environment than normal. Um, and it's, I'm excited. I'm also singing at Pride with one of my friends. Mm -hmm. I haven't done that since before I had Apollo. We sung one year. It was the year I was trying to get pregnant. Um, so that's nerve-wracking and exciting all at the same time. I sing every weekend at church, but singing at other events like that where you're just singing regular songs is like not my normal thing, so I'm not as confident in it, but I'm excited. So, yeah, yeah. And my wife always looks at me like super cute, like she's falling in love again when I sing at things like this, so I like that part of it. Like, Oh, I do that anytime you She sing. does it on Sundays. She gets nervous. I think she gets stage fright listening to me <laughs> i do she feels like she's up there but um yeah i'm excited so yeah i guess let's jump right in with um our news we're not pregnant um <laughs> sorry that wasn't the news um so if you're following a couple months ago we just said like we felt like the lord was calling us in a new direction and we didn't really know what that direction was it was super scary. Um, we couldn't really talk about it. There was no details, but we just knew that we were trusting the Lord with whatever was going to come. Mm -hmm. So that day, what had happened was, what had happened was, um, can I go into detail? Do you want to talk about it? It happened to you, not me. I'm just a supportive spouse. <laughs> it was like, can we fight them? <laughs> um, do you want to share what, it? What part are you getting into? Just when you when you came home after that guy came to visit your work. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean we can share names on here. I have no problem sharing names. <laughs> you don't work for them anywhere. Oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, Do you want to talk just, about Anyways, someone who was in management came into Maddie's work. There was a lot we're not even gonna get into the topics of it. It was just very harassment. The Lord had already been telling us that Madi was yeah. wasn't going to be at this company much longer. I told her, you won't be there for the rest of the year. Before this event happened, I was like, you won't be there for the full year. Use your vacation mm -hmm. um, because you're not going to have a full year to use it. And I just already felt that in my heart. We kind of knew it was time to change companies. Then this event happened that was like, we need to get a rush on this mm -hmm. because it was just, it was, there should be lawsuits for how ridiculous it was. Um, anyways. That day was the that happened, and then that week we filmed that podcast. And I was very emotional because one, who likes when someone who you love and adore is being attacked, and you don't really know what you can do. I mean, that day I was like, if you want to quit today, like just do it. We we can figure it out. <laughs> I didn't have an income at that point. Now I do. Um, <laughs> so that would have been feel a little bit safer but yeah, i was yeah, like scary yeah. we'll move in with my mom i don't know what we'll do we'll rent out our house we'll figure it out because we were very clear that it was time to move forward mm -hmm. we didn't know what that looked like and that was the scary part i was like we're scared because the uncertainty is very scary so anyways Maddie starts looking for jobs and then i feel another inkling in my heart like hey i have a feeling whatever it is you're not going to find it on like LinkedIn or a resume thing. It's just going to kind of come to you. Now I say this, but you know, <laughs> like we're so um, wired for how things should go. 
how things should be. You need to fix your resume. You need to look for jobs. You need So when Maddie stopped looking for jobs, then I started panicking like, oh, she's not even going to look. She's not even going to do this. We're going to She's freak. never going to leave. We're going to be homeless. Like, but then in my heart, I knew well, what I, I had said. S- You'd been there for almost s- seven years. Yeah. Seven years would have been So September. that is a big, scary thing yes. for both of us because one, I'm the Well, your provider. career had grown. Yeah. You were mm-hmm. the sole provider. Your career had grown. She built this store from like nothing to what it is. And it's this monster producing store. I mean, mm-hmm. she, one thing Madi has taught me is relationships is how you build anything. It's just how you treat people and they come back and they follow you. And they had done that. Your customers, you built amazing relationships with your customers. And um, she had built this store and we've talked about it before. I didn't have to work and I still don't have to work, but. Anyways, she wasn't looking for jobs, and I'm panicking, also knowing that I've said, I think this, whatever it is, is going to fall on your lap. Anyway, so time goes on. Nothing's really happening. About three months, maybe, since that, when that all happened, and we knew you were moving on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, my mouth is so dry. I blame my allergies. Um so someone had called you while we were away for a soccer tournament, mentioned mm-hmm. this store, was looking for a manager. You didn't call on it that weekend while we were out of town. And then I kind of asked you about it. And then you found out they had already hired someone by the time you called. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, that was not the position. Yeah, the door closed. For me. Yeah. Door like, closed. It's okay if it's, you know, if it wasn't meant to be, then it wasn't meant to be. Yeah. And I felt very strong about that. Yeah, and then come to find out. Can we tell all the details? Because it's really a funny story, and it's a very God story, in my opinion. Like, yeah, how it all. So come to find out, I'm not gonna badmouth anybody. Be kind. <laughs> Don't be <laughs> sassy. Okay. Um, come to find out, her assistant manager was the one that got hired out there, and then your company came and fought for him to stay there. Like, we'll give you a store, whatever. Okay. Then you find out what the salary was. We're like, oh, yeah, there's no way. Um, I would definitely need a job. Uh, we just were like, okay, that, mm-hmm. I'm glad that that door closed. A couple weeks later, they reach back out to you, call you. Uh-huh. Um, set up an interview. You were like, going to skip the interview. You're like, I don't know. So I don't know. For some reason, you got on the interview. Come to find out you're talking to the owner of the company. There's like three people mm-hmm. and um, yeah, they basically fought for you. You gave them a number, they matched it. Then you tried to turn it down. They gave you a better number and it. there were some things that as far as we're taught weren't there. Like um, you're like, oh, you need this. If you don't have this, 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 whatever. There were some things that make you feel more comfortable that they didn't have, but there were mm-hmm. so many things that were things we had been praying for you to have, like weekends off. That has never happened. Less hours, less stress for you to be valued. Um, all these things were checked, but there was a few that weren't. And mm-hmm. so anyways, um, Madi is now with a new company who is complete nine day. Turns out, she didn't have to fill out a resume. She didn't have to go looking for jobs. It literally like came to you. And mm-hmm. um, it's been, what, a month? Yeah. About a month. And as much as I cried on that podcast, I mean, the fear, like God has been so faithful and how this job has already just in one month, like I think our families like happier. We're getting like two days in a row together. That's We've been married eight and a half years. That's never, you've never had Saturdays and Sundays off ever. And it's. I've been in retail for over 20 years. So I've never had a weekend off. Yeah. I've, it, it feels weird. I feel like I'm. Doing something wrong. Doing something Calling wrong. Calling in. Yes, it really does. I'm not used to it. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, it's Saturday. Yeah. My sister asked if you were coming to the soccer and I was like, yeah, she's off on weekends now. She doesn't have to 
use PTO. Like you can yeah. go, you can go to soccer because a lot of the times this year, you've had to use PTO to go see Amaya play soccer. Yeah, every and, time. Yeah, and now it's like, oh no, she's just off, and it's um, and they're closed on Sundays, y'all. Okay, so I do worship almost pretty much every Sunday that we're in town. So that's my busy day. But usually Monty's worried making sure people open the store and then they're texting her. Or is everything going right? Like literally after the first week, I was like, oh my gosh, like you get home and you're like done with work. The store closes at seven. It's mm -hmm. uh, like she's done. She just gets to be home. You leave work my at the like door. Going off. It never goes off. It would go off to like 10 to 11 o'clock because we had different stores in different markets, time zones. It was annoying. And we'd be on a date and it would be going off. Mm -hmm. Constantly group text. Even if I'm not working, it was just yeah, never ending. No, it was so stressful. It was. And um, yeah, so Maddie started a new job. And mm -hmm. Somewhere in there, I started a new. Uh, is it a business? I don't know. I started working for my mom's company. Uh -huh. And I work usually about one day a week, but that's been a blessing like i don't know just these prayers that we've had that uh, with the year we've had and the pain we've gone through it's been really nice to feel like these like wow okay thank you god for that thank you for that um, absolutely yeah so anyways. our kids are happy our kids are so happy like <laughs> and i can take the kids with me and i probably need to find a sitter soon because paul's gets stir crazy when we're up at the office but I'm able to take my children with me to work. I'm still home, still homeschooling, and mm -hmm. also getting to bring money home and do something I actually really love now. So if you're in need of pre-need funeral insurance, that's what I do. <laughs> we'll talk about that more. I'll have to have mom on an episode just to talk about some of that those things because I've learned a lot about. If you don't know my mom's funeral director, she's the manager of a funeral home here. Um, but yeah, I've learned a lot about all the whole industry and my mom's really good at what she does. So, um, yeah, I just think it taught me a lot, like how much trouble I've had and I've expressed on the podcast, how much I've struggled with just the pain from this year and the loss and my faith and like just being so angry. But when God told me, like, hey, you're not going to find a job on this. It's going to fall in your lap. And then for him to, like, literally do that. And when we were trying to turn it down, I'm like, Marty, he, remember what he said. Like, he's literally doing it. It would be silly for us to not pay attention to that <laughs> really honest fact. Um, I think it's just uh, kind of him to show his faithfulness in this very big way. Like, that was an odd thing to not fill out anything. Like, literally, you didn't fill out anything. Yeah. So, um, yeah. If God's Definitely a blessing. Yeah. If, sure. if God tells you something as crazy and out of left field as that, um, sometimes you just got to trust that, especially. And it doesn't always come right away. Like it took several months. And yeah. I was just kind of like, is this ever, are we ever going to leave this company? Because it was getting out of control with them. Yeah. And it was leadership. Yeah. Leadership. Not Everything falls from leadership. Yeah. So Monty loves what she does. She's still doing what she does. She's just doing it with a new company, still AT&T, um, just another company owns. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm not lying, and I know I'm biased, but, like, literally she is so good at what she does. <laughs> um, she reminds me of my mom. I always say I married my mom. Like, relationally with people and customers, she's great at it, so... She might not talk a lot on the podcast, but if you go and you go into her store, she is going to shine because yeah. that's where you shine. So, thanks, honey. Yeah, you're great at it. On another note, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh Lord Jesus, help me with social media. I have started <laughs> this. <laughs> this is, I guess, a big deal to say. I have started. Basically, it's not exactly seventy-five hard. If you know what seventy-five hard is. Um, I kind of felt called for a while to like, just kind of work on some inner trauma that I was dealing with. I mean, if you're part of the LGBTQ community, you probably have some trauma. Um, you might still be facing trauma. Um, you might have those wounds and I just had felt for a while, like it was time to kind of face those and work on some healing. Cause 
you know, we've talked about like being triggered. If Mandy says something and it triggers me, but it's not so exactly what she's doing. It's something that hurt a long time ago. That's just deep wound that I haven't healed. What she's done is minimal to what I'm feeling. And so there was a lot of moments where I was feeling this and I just felt like I couldn't really dig deep into healing those wounds if I kept drinking. Um, so I'm on what, like day 24, day 25, haven't had any alcohol. I drink a gallon of water a day. Um, I'm not a strict 75 hard. I'd feel like I'm a, like 75 hard with a little bit of 75 soft. If you know what the program is, um, you work out once um, inside. I guess it doesn't actually have to be indoors. And then you do an outdoor workout. So 45 minute workout indoors, 45 minute workout outdoors every single day. You don't drink alcohol. You follow a, I call it a food plan, healthy food plan. Um, drink a gallon of water a day, read 10 pages of self-development book. So I've been doing all this for 25 days. Um, the way I've altered it is on the weekends, I only do one workout on Saturday and Sunday. So we have more family time. And that was just like, you know, I think with some things, I'm not doing it to brag that, oh, I did this. Like I'm doing it really to just find some inner healing. That being said, I've been seeing a lot of stuff on social media and because I'm better able to process right now, I'm also a little bit more tender because I'm dealing with some wounds. Um, I've seen a lot of posts from people on my social media. Uh, I think I have my phone and I have like 700 screenshots of some of these. Um, and if you're watching on YouTube or you're listening, I will add some of these on the screen. Let's just, this is one I saw literally right before Maddie got home from someone I really respect and love. Uh, I really care about this person. And I've seen this one from several people. I just finally screenshot it. Um, I'm doing better this year at not going and just engaging on people's social media, which I think is like a big deal. It's so easy to get triggered and want to go like fight on Facebook mm -hmm. and on someone's post and then you get nowhere. Um, what I've been trying to do more is to read these posts, think about like how can you come from the other side? How can you be educational? Also standing up for my people that are in the closet or that are just, they're not, they don't have as loud of a voice and just try to speak up for us and like against this, what I think is bullying and transphobia mostly and homophobia, homophobia. So this one's, why is talking sexually in the workplace considered sexual harassment to adults, but talking about sexuality to children K through three at school considered essential? Um, yeah, uh, obviously, if you're paying attention to anything in the news, a lot of this is coming from the parental rights bill, otherwise known as the don't say gay bill. Um, and... It's, it's just, they're not the same thing. Being sexually harassed at work versus talking about gender or, I don't know. I, I just don't think it's a sexual thing. I wrote a post. I never posted it because I'm, like, trying to be calm. I was like, okay, I'll just wait till the podcast. Um, fact, my daughter has two moms. So if Maya goes to school, which she doesn't because, yeah, because um, <laughs> I stopped that a long time ago. Um, she goes to school. I have two moms. She, When I was pregnant in second grade, she made a poster and it was supposed to be about your family. So it was like a picture of you and her, a picture of me pregnant and her, and then a picture of Apollo and then like her name. And it was to to talk about your family. Well, this bill in Florida um, wouldn't allow something like that because they would say that's talking about sexuality. Literally, our daughter is saying that she has two moms. Her family dynamic is two moms. Nowhere in that is she talking about sex. Maya doesn't even know what sex is. We have tried to bring it up with her to try to be like, hey, should we talk about this? She gets totally freaked out. Yeah, la, 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 plugs her fingers in her ears, doesn't want to hear about it. Like, our daughter is very amazing. She's not into all that stuff. I don't know how. I don't know if she's just special. I don't know if we did something wonderful. I don't know. I'm thankful for who she is and how she is. It's not a thing. Um, 
But her stating that she has two moms is not talking about sex. Um, another post. Shout out to my mom for letting me go through my tomboy phase without changing my gender. Being a tomboy and being trans are two separate things. They're not the same. I was a tomboy. Obviously, you're paying attention. I'm still wearing what would be called a men's shirt. This is from the men's section. I'm wearing women's pants, and I'm wearing little boys' dress shoes. Um, to me, I've said it before, clothes don't have gender. You could still, I don't know, I consider myself like androgynous style maybe. Like, it's just my style. I don't know anyone that has my style. This is just, I like tighter pants. I like skinny jeans. That might make me old, apparently. Um, <laughs> apparently, now you're old. If you don't have a middle part and baggy jeans, they don't fit me right. I like skinny pants, and I like men's shirts. I like the way they fit my body. Um, I'm very particular about my clothes. Does it have to have a label? In my opinion, no. But um, I have lots of friends who grew up, and they were tomboys, and they are very feminine, and they are straight now. Just because you were a tomboy doesn't mean we all turned out the same. Mm -hmm. There's probably friends I do. I talked to my friend Liam, who's been on, and he is trans, and he is male trans. And he said, I dressed as a tomboy back then. I would be considered a tomboy. But, like, he also knew at a very young age that he, he didn't have the language for it, but that he shouldn't be a girl. Like he knew when he was young. And um, there's a difference. You can't label one thing and be like, oh, it's all going to be the same. It's not. Every lesbian is not the same. Every gay person. Like, we are, you can't put a label on something. And I just think these these two that I've just read are, like, super hurtful and super ignorant. And <laughs> it says a lot about your research that you've done. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, what's another one? trying to find if i have any there i mean there's one uh with the two swimmers two college swimmers if you the fact that the college swimmer on the left bothers more people than the college swimmer on the right speaks volumes for how trash this country can be um one of the swimmer on the left is leah thomas who is a transgender female so she's male to female she transitioned to female who competed at the ncaa championships the swimmer on the right, I think his name was Brock. He was a swimmer who raped a girl in the alley and had a slap on the wrist. And more people were up in arms about the trans swimmer. Says a lot. Yeah. Says a lot. Um, what a lot of people don't know is that against Leah Thomas, I hope it's Thomas, it might be Thompson. Um, so Leah, she had to be on hormones for a year medically before she could compete in the women's league. Okay, so if any of you are in your 30s or alive in this time, your hormones, hormones are most likely out of whack, especially if you're just biologically born female. My hormones are out of whack all the time. Your hormones are out of whack in a different way. Like our hormones, we are two women who live together, sleep in the same bed, and our hormones are both out of whack in different ways. I usually don't produce enough pro uh, progesterone and that affects my cycles Madi, i think might be a little bit higher in progesterone and lower you know what i mean like we mm -hmm. have totally different hormones they affect us in different ways you know if you're in your 30s probably getting hair on your face or something your bones hurt everything and it all has to do with your hormone balance so leah has been on hormones for a year um which lowers her testosterone and there's this argument about the testosterone and then a lot of unresearched usually People are not doing research before they make these comments. Um, all that being said, she had to be on hormones for a year before she could compete on the women's team. There was also another trans person competing in one of the races against her. This trans person has already had top surgery. So this person is transitioning from female to male, but they have chosen to not undergo hormone therapy until after their college career. So they're transitioning to male and have had top surgery, meaning they've had their breasts removed, but are not on testosterone yet. So they still competed in the women's thing. 
So there were two trans swimmers. We didn't hear about that one. The only reason I know is because I did a lot of research into it. Um, because they couldn't compete in the men's side until they had been on testosterone for a year. And they just decided I'm not going to do it until after I graduate. Um, I think it was their senior year too. So it's this whole debate. There's that going on. There's the Florida bill going on. Um, Don't forget about Disney. Oh, yeah, that's that's all in Florida. But like Governor <laughs> Abbott tried to pass a, a law that got shot down so far about making it illegal for parents to, in Texas to basically support their trans children. If you your child comes to you and says that they're trans and you take them to counseling or therapy or to the doctor to help them with this, then that would be considered child abuse. That's here in Texas where we live. That got shut down so far. But it's all, again, against the trans community. Like, it's not so much against the gay community. Yes, in Florida it is. But there's a lot of transphobia happening. And it's all surrounding this Florida bill. And then Governor Abbott. Um, which is so freaking stupid. I think if you are a parent who has a kid that comes out to you and you decide to be a supportive, loving parent, what the hell? How is that ch child abuse? But the parents who kick out, which is like 46% of trans youth are homeless because they've been kicked out of their home. How is that not child abuse? Like that is literally the child that you grew in your stomach or adopted or birthed or whatever. And they come out to you and you don't understand. So you kick them out. That's child abuse. But they want to make it because you're being loving and supporting, which is also preventing suicide in your child by loving them and supporting them and accepting them, even if you don't understand. How is that child abuse? Please tell me. Yeah. And for the people who also still are ignorant and don't want to do research, kids under 18 years old are not going to be put on they're not going to be put on hormones quite yet. They're going to do hormone blockers, which just stops them from hitting puberty. So they're not going to, they're just going to, basically, they're just going to be, they're not going to go through puberty. So until they're old enough to really kind of make that full decision. Um, and I would love to talk to Jana more about that and Cody because Cody kind of went through it, I think, right as he was turning 18. And she was very supportive of it. She didn't understand. And if you want to go back, I can link that um, episode Mm -hmm. um, in the comments, um, but she did not support Cody when he first came out and then when he came out again as trans. She did not, and today was his year, today as we're recording, was his year since he's had his top surgery. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And Jana is even, um, just a side note, she's even taken in another kid who found her on TikTok. I don't know how local he was, um, but his parents just wouldn't accept him and he moved out. I think he might've gotten kicked out. His name's John and I think he has top surgery in May and she's fundraising for that. If that's something you're interested in, I can link her TikTok. Um, but she like took him in and bought him clothes and helped him change things and just supported him and helped raise money for him. And um, That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, how is that child abuse by just loving someone, which is helping prevent suicidal thoughts from becoming suicidal attempts or suicidal, um, just committing suicide. Uh, it just blows my mind. Mm -hmm. And now the governor of Florida is trying to sue Disney because their support, they're fighting against the don't say gay bill. And, um, also, the reason is because one of the heirs to Disney came out as trans. And, you know, there's just the whole thing with Disney. They're trying to, like, take whatever. I think they're, like, a self-governed entity, Disney is, which is, like, $200 million in taxes. That's not just going to affect Disney. It's going to affect mm -hmm. people that live in Florida, which is, like, such crap. I mean, first of all, I'm like, is not is Disney not bringing income and people to your state? You know what I mean? If they weren't there, that's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. We've been to Florida. I've been to Disney. Um, I plan on going to Disney when my kids get older and they can actually remember it. I mean, Amaya's old enough, but I don't think Apollo would remember. But it's just so much bullying and bullshit 
on so many levels. Um, even people like yours, I think that's what you were talking about was people getting up in arms about Disney saying they're going to have more diverse characters and mm-hmm. oh my God, I'm canceling Disney and this and that. I'm like, Apollo watches Disney Plus all day long, sings about Jesus too. He cusses a little by a little. It's probably more than a little, but I'm just like, who cares? Mm-hmm. Diverse characters. Which brings me to my first book. I found this book in TJ Maxx, like, what, two weeks ago? <laughs> I didn't even know you, you bought it. You didn't know I bought it. I went back and <laughs> bought it, and I was like, I'll tell her later. It was a business expense. Um, <laughs> so Monty's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, in the children's section, we were, like, getting, like, Easter presents, which is a whole nother discussion. Okay, guys. Um, don't get me started on Easter. Uh, we were getting presents for our kids, and I saw this book, and it, it was, like, in the back, like, someone had hidden it or something. Like, it literally felt like it had been hidden. Stop being so no, extra. I'm not even kidding. Like, because I don't know why. I literally, like, saw, like, this. <laughs> and I don't know why it caught my attention. It was, like, oh, like, grab the book. So I reached behind, because all I could see was all R. Mm-hmm. And um, I pull it out, and I'm, like, oh, all are welcome. And I don't know why. I have never picked up a children's book at TJ Maxx. Well, you Apollo's into books right now. Yeah, but That's I don't know. I picked up all R. Anyways, I pick it up. It doesn't even have rainbow letters on the front, so it's not like it's like signaling anything. And then I just kind of start flipping through this book. And this is the argument. So this whole point is like the argument about the don't say gay bill. It is not. I mean, what the hell? Kindergarten through third grade teacher, do you actually know talking about sexuality and gender identity? at that age literally they're learning how to draw circles tie their shoes um some aren't even potty trained i think in pre-k thank god our son potty trained himself i'm just saying like second grade maya made a poster she's struggling to learn to read that was it (laughs) we have to go to the thanksgiving lunch which was awkward um (laughs) Lord Jesus. Yes, let's talk about sex. Nobody's talking about sex in that. I'm sorry. Um, So I start flipping through this book, and I'm kind of reading it, and then I see all of a sudden on one page, I don't know where it is, there is this picture of, I'm trying to find it, um, two moms. And they have a little boy. I don't know where they are. And one of them is pregnant. And I was like, huh. That looks like, there they are. Can we see them? That looks like my family kind of like, there's a blonde, she's pregnant, and there's dark head one, she doesn't have the shaved side head, but that's fine. And then they have a little boy, but then I was like, oh, the pregnant one, that could be the little girl, like that could be Apollo and Amaya. Literally, y'all, I am not lying. Maddie looked at me and was kind of giggling at me because I was getting all emotional and before <laughs> I even got to this part. And then I saw it and I put it down and turned around and I'm like, oh my gosh, I literally just almost started crying. Yeah. Like, I'm at TJ Maxx, find this random book that I couldn't even see the full thing. I do not, I literally, there's nothing about this that says LGBTQ person in there. No, just it says all are welcome. It's got a lot of brown people on, it's got diversity, people of different colors. If you read this book, there are all types of families. There's one like with grandparents as parents. There's one with like single dad, single mom, mixed race couple. There's, you know, there's every couple. All are welcome, which is what the church should be doing, but huh, um, we're working on it. Anyways, I'm not lying when I said I had tears in my eyes when I saw this, because as a 34-year-old woman, mm-hmm. I had never seen myself represented in a kid's book. Ever. Yeah. Y'all don't understand, as a straight person, how powerful that is. Mm-hmm. Not just for me, but that tells my kids that, like, they're... That, Oh, look, that family looks like us. They have two moms. Do y'all understand that this stupid ass law in Florida is saying like something like this is not allowed to be read? How many books do our children have that have mommy and daddy? All of them. All of them. They all say mommy and daddy. And I'm not offended by that as much as, you know, like there are times where I'm like, okay, calm down with the daddy shit. You don't have a daddy. Um, you know, it's in the cartoons. It's in, like, Apollo learned daddy from cartoons and books. Mm-hmm. Apollo is one of the smartest three-year-olds I know. Like, literally, I don't give a crap that he can say the ABCs. The boy can have a full-on conversation, and he's smarter than all of us. He just is. He's just smart in his own way. 
mommy and daddy, mommy and daddy, mommy and daddy, not even like single mom and her kids, not even like single dad. And it's always mommy and daddy, mommy and daddy. Literally y'all I'm 34 years old. I had tears in my eyes at TJ Maxx looking like a fool because I saw my family represented in a children's book. And this is what people don't even realize that they're up in arms about. I could read this whole book to you and I'm going to make a TikTok reading these books. And then I'm going to ask you, did we talk about sex? In one instance in that, did they ever talk about sex? This book talks about all are welcome. And then it like rhymes and stuff. All are welcome. And it's like, no matter what color you are, no matter what religion, what country you're from, what your family looks like, all are welcome. All are safe. I don't know. There's not one thing about a bed and nakedness and sex. Not one thing. Another book. Mommy, Mama, and Me. I bought this book when I was pregnant. I started searching online. I think I bought, well, because I bought one when our Mantino had Chloe, and this is our goddaughter. I bought Daddy, Papa, and Me. Mm -hmm. I bought that book, and it's the same writer. And so I bought it when I got pregnant. And literally, Apollo was started reading it. He's like, oh, and he called one of them Grandma. Like, he was just like, oh. Because she probably looked old to him. <laughs> One of them doesn't have spiky hair or shaves the head. So he's, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's three. He can't read. But it's like, let's just read a couple pages. Mommy picks me up, up, up. Mama pours juice in a cup. Mommy gently combs my hair. Mama rocks me in her chair. It's like all the other children's books. It's rhyming. It's cute little drawings. It's literally mommy does this. Mama does this. It's like having moments with your different moms. If I wrote a book about us, it would be Darling Does This. Maddie's called Darling. I'm called Honey. Apollo named us that. Um, literally. We're normal people. Again, there are no pictures of sex. It doesn't talk about sex. When you say that books like this are teaching sexuality or you're relating it to sex, that says more about you than it does about the LGBTQ community. It just does. Yes. And because there's going to be people people from the back shouting about one book that I did do research on. I almost bought it. And then I saw the pictures. I did a lot of research, tried to find images online. There is a book called Gender Queer in a high school, in some high schools, that is being debated. I do not agree with this book. It should not be in high schools. It made me uncomfortable. It has some pictures of blowjobs in there. The story is supposed, it's a comic um, written about someone. It's like a memoir comic. Um, I think it could be a great story. I think there was a lot of stuff that shouldn't have been put in there anyways. As an adult, I, it made me uncomfortable. I was like, this is stupid. Why are you going to put this in a book that's comics? Like, whatever. Um, yes, I disagree with books like that. But that was in a high school. We're talking about, like, my daughter discussing that she has two moms. My son discussing that she has two moms. My goddaughter, who's in public school, um, Discussing that she has a daddy and a poppy. Nowhere in that fact is she talking about sex. She doesn't know what that is. Like literally, mm-hmm. Amaya's 10. I just started talking to her about what transgender she's is. She's 11, babe. Oh, she's 11. Well, when she was 10, <laughs> she's 11. I meant when she was 10 recently, I literally started talking to her about what trans was. I'm like, listen, I host a podcast. We talk about a lot of stuff mm-hmm. in front of her. Um I wanted to see if she knew what that was. She didn't. So then I started explaining it to her. All of her friends from soccer go to public school. Like, I know that these conversations are going to come up. Um, I know that eventually they're going to ask why she doesn't have a dad. That's not something that she, oh, that's not something that she's brought up to us yet. Whether she knows or not, she'll come in her own timing. She always does. Both of her children are on their own time schedule. Um, but I just started talking to her about that. Did I talk to her about sex? No, I talked to her about what that meant and how we respect that journey for someone else, even if we don't understand that. Like, they are loved. They are God's creation. On that note as well, I want to mention that sex and gender are also two separate things. Sex is what's between your legs. Gender is what you identify with in your mind and your spirit and your soul. Most of us are cisgender, meaning we identify with the same gender that our sex tells us we are. Um, There are more than two genders. I also want to just throw this in there because this is another thing I've been battling on Facebook. A lot of people are like, there's only two genders. Um, Actually, there's at least three um, and actually more, but three. So we're going to talk about intersex, which is people who are born with 
parts of both. They have a little bit of female and a little bit of male. And then when they're born, the doctor lets the parents decide which one they're going to go with. And that doesn't always match what that child identifies as. Hmm. Gender and sex are so much more than what we define it as. Uh-huh. It's so much more elaborate. It's so much bigger. And to be so small-minded and use a Bible and scriptures out of context to try to describe this. Um, God, yes, God in the beginning, apparently, God created male and female. And he created Adam and Eve and um, whatever. God, Jesus also talks about eunuchs, eunuchs that were born that way and eunuchs that were made that way. Um, Eunuchs could be intersex. Eunuchs could be trans. It could be it could be translated in so many different ways. The language back in that time was different than the language it's been um, translated to. Like what happened back then in that culture versus what's happening in our culture is so vastly different. Um, but yet the same kind of yeah, still bullshit. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just. When we had Apollo's reveal party, I put on my shirt here for the sex because I knew that even though we call it a gender reveal, it's actually we're revealing his sex. And the more I think about it, I'm like, man, that's just kind of weird. Um, it's nobody's business what's between your legs. Uh, it's really not unless it's your spouse. Um, but I did. I wrote here for the sex because sex and gender are two separate things. And the more I do the podcast, the more I try to get involved with the community and stand up and talk and fight, the more educated I become. And um, I would like to have someone else on that's more educated. And I'm looking currently for someone who's more like whether they're a psychologist who's very educated in this and they have more insight than I could ever have because I'm neither I'm not a scholar. I'm not any of these things. I just do as much research as I can while also being a stay-at-home mom. Um, Yeah. But this bullshit that um, people are so up in arms that we're talking, teaching about sexuality and blah, blah, blah. No, you're not. You're teaching about different families, and that's what Disney's trying to do. To have a character in a Disney movie, like a cartoon, that represents... You, whether you're a kid who knows you're gay or a kid who knows you're trans or a kid who has two moms or a kid who has two dads, and you see yourself in a positive light in a movie, in a TV show, that does so much for your confidence and your spirit and your heart. Mm-hmm. And if you are a straight, cisgendered person, I swear to God, you'll never understand because you're literally in every freaking thing. Like, I saw a post the other day that was like, I'm fine with people being gay, but don't push it down our necks and in our TV shows. Like, that's how I imagine this guy talking, just like straight out of the woods. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, like, first of all, bro. <laughs> no, I hang out with my kids all day. Um, like, someone even, and I go and like look at the comments and I'm like crying, laughing at these people. They're like, don't put your, are you kidding me? Don't put your arm around your wife and your picture. That's making me so uncomfortable. Like to let him see how stupid he sounds. Mm-hmm. Like literally, if you don't know me and you haven't listened to the podcast, I came out because I saw myself represented in the TV show. Finally, I saw Pretty Little Liars and I saw Glee. And there was this Hispanic, very pretty, and I'm not trying to say I'm very pretty. I have a mirror and I have pictures, so I'm not an idiot this very pretty Hispanic girl in both shows who comes out. And I saw myself for the first time in a show and was like so moved, so emotional, finally able to but dig That's not what that. made you gay. No, I finally I, recognized myself in a show. I think that's, and that's, that's what, yeah, what, that's a good point. Yeah, because the way you're saying it is totally different. Oh, yeah. You didn't go, oh, I finally saw oh this show God. and there's I'm gay, gay people. I, I think I'm I think gay. I'm gay. I always knew I was gay. No, everyone that w- is gay knows. They already know they, they're gay. They already did as a child. Mm-hmm. Not seeing, um, watching every straight movie didn't. Make I mean, it straight. Yeah. There's a happy family. ending with the husband, you know. Yeah. And like when I finally saw that, when I finally saw Santana or um Emily in Pretty Little Liars. It was like getting to see them discover their love 
and discover like who they were, like helped me be like, I identify with that. That's what's been happening in my heart, in my head, my whole life. It wasn't in this negative light, our whole childhood, any gay characters that we got to see, it was mm-hmm. always in a negative light. It wasn't in this positive light. Oh, it wasn't this few. like, I mean, I believed that if I was gay, like I couldn't have a family. I couldn't be Christian. Um, I probably wouldn't be successful because you, you were told you were an abomination. You were gross. You were unacceptable. You were all these negative words. And so why would I think that if I came out that I could have any kind of success or any kind of beauty in my life? I was never shown a positive picture. And so that's the point is if you can see a character that represents how you already identify and feel in a positive light, like that does wonders for you. That's the whole reason we do the podcast. That's the whole reason I'm vocal on Facebook and I share our pictures and our trials and our triumphs is like, I want to be that positive image that I didn't get. I want to say, hey, you can have faith. You can be gay. You can be in a loving faith-centered marriage. You can have children who have faith and have confidence and have beauty. You can be this successful lesbian who's married, who makes more money than some men. You can be those things. You can have that and be this. Nobody can stop you by yourself. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole point behind the podcast is to be a, hey, you can do this and you can have this. And yeah, you're going to have to fight for it. And you're going to have to work. But that's anything good in life. Yeah. Um, yes. Seeing Santana and seeing Emily, like finally I was like, oh my gosh, yes. And it gave me the goosebumps that I'm sure my sister got when she saw the cute boy and the girl kiss in the movie. Like it gave me that finally. And so my point is, yeah, like we're saying. Seeing yourself in a positive light in a Disney movie or in a TV show or in whatever. We watched The Fosters with Maya because it represented, it was two moms and they had a kid and adoptive kids and foster kids. and five stars. Oh my gosh. My daughter finally got to see a family that looked like herself and was crazy like her family on TV. Mm -hmm. And it was... It was exciting and amazing for us and for her to see her family represented. Yeah. It's powerful. It's not negative. I get so irritated. Oh, I don't want to see the TV shows. Like, literally, we are here. Mm -hmm. We exist. There will always be kids who are LGBTQ in elementary school, in middle school, and in high school. They will always. Us as parents, what are you teaching your kids if you have that much hate towards a certain. You're breeding hate. Yes. And if they're that, if they are in the closet, you're their first bully. Yeah. Literally, you're going to be their first bully. And I'm sorry, almost everyone knows or has someone in their family that is gay or trans or bi bi or or something. Yeah. Every family. We have multiple. Yeah. In both of our families. Multiple. Turns out lots. Yeah. You have someone in your family who has both and is still hateful. Yeah. It's like you're your child's first bully in the name of my religion. Because I promise you, God is not that. God is kind. Jesus, whatever, whoever, he he is not. He didn't mess up. And you saying, oh, well, they're changing their gender. He is fine with that. He made their mind. He made their spirit. He made their soul. He made their whole body. He made all of it. He knit it together in the womb. He didn't mess up. Just because you can't get your head around that and you got him in a box doesn't mean he's in the box that you've put him in. He didn't mess up. It's such bullshit. I'm so sick of people. And so I just keep hanging posts. (sighs) Because queer people will keep existing. And I would rather, there's a post that is like, my, and it was like literally like my whole heart behind the podcast. And it said, As a queer adult, I feel an intergenerational responsibility to to do my part to enable queer and trans youth to survive, thrive, and dream their futures into being. Lineages of queerness and transness will continue long after me, and I want to be a good ancestor. Amen. I just want to pave the way. I just want to mention my other book. It's called Neither, (laughs) and it's a story about being who you are. 
You haven't seen this one yet, have you? Uh-uh. Oh my god, this was at TJ Maxx too. I'm just gonna start buying like LGBTQ books. Don't TJ Maxx. Yeah, I was so, and this was like by the checkout line, and I just was like, neither. I wonder what that's about, and I pick it up. Literally, I'm just gonna read a little bit. Once upon a time, there were two kinds: this, a blue bunny, and that, a yellow chick. Which it took me the third time reading that to be like a yellow chick. I was like, that's kind of funny. Chick. <laughs> I hated being called chick. I was like, young, like, don't call me chick. These, the blue bunnies, and those, the yellow chicks. One or the other until, and then there's a green egg in the corner. You see it? Uh-huh. And it says honk. And it's a green chick with bunny ears and a rabbit tail. <laughs> but it's green. And I say, what kind are you? And he says, I'm both. And he's like on his, he's like still happy, like on his ears upside down. And then here it starts. You can't be both. You must be neither. And they're like, I'm neither? First bullies, because you look different, because you're different. And this this whole thing goes on. I'm not going to read the whole thing right now. Literally, there's nothing about sex. Just want to say that. They're using colors, they're using bunnies, they're using chicks, and then there's these other animals that look different later on. Yes, there's rainbow in here, but who gives a crap? Um, the Christians don't own the rainbow. The church doesn't own the rainbow. It's just a rainbow. Anyways, it's an amazing book just about being yourself because it says at the top a story about being who you are, neither. And I always preach this to our children. Be who you are. Mm-hmm. It's hard as a parent too. I get it. To like let Apollo, who decided to cut his hair, keep that stupid ass haircut he has right now. He will not let us. He's cut it three times in 24 hours with sewing scissors. On purpose and fast too. Oh, he's quick. He knows when we're not paying attention. 30 seconds. It takes 30 seconds for that boy to cut his hair. Yeah. He did it twice. One Sunday morning. Sunday night when I went to change the dryer, come back. And I'm like, what are you doing? And he has these tiny scissors. I'm cutting my hair. Yeah. like, What? And sure enough, he did mm-hmm. in like three different spots in 30 seconds. And then Maya didn't take the scissors and put them where I told her. She put them on her desk because they're her little scissors. She put them just on the desk. Me and Maya are like cleaning the kitchen. And I'm like, where is he? It's quiet. It's quiet. <laughs> so I'm running out the front door. Then she's right behind me. I'm like, why are you going the same direction? Go somewhere else to look. <laughs> we can't go in the same. I open her door and he screamed and he's brushing his hair. And there is like pieces of hair falling out. Oh my goodness. And he has this because he's wanted to grow his hair out. Usually we have it like nice and cut. I cut his hair. Usually it's like really short. He's been growing it out for a couple months because he wants his hair long like Amaya's, apparently. And he has taken these scissors and like cut this line like right on the side. Mm -hmm. And it looks like he took clippers and did a line. line. It's just a straight line. And I was like, Do you want me to cut your hair? He's like, No, I already did it. I'm like, do you want to fix it? No, I did it. It's got it. I said, well, why are you cutting your hair? Well, I'm teaching myself how to cut hair. I'm like, yeah. Like, literally, it is not that easy is all you. letting your children. Yeah, he's just like me. He's going to do it, and he's going to be quick about it. Mm-hmm. I started cutting my brother's hair with dog clippers when I was 12 years old in my upstairs bathroom without permission. He's totally my child. Mm-hmm. He just did it. I knew he would be the one. I knew he'd be the one to color on walls. I knew he'd be the one to cut his hair. I, I knew his personality is he is the one. He's the Walmart kid. He's all of the above. He's don't totally make fun of do room. not make fun of other people's kids when you don't have kids because I swear you'll turn out with have I used to talk crap about Walmart kids and I got me one. Never talk crap kid about kids. <laughs> you'll end up with them, I promise. It's weird. Anyways, the whole point is it's hard to let your kids be who they are. Just in their fashion. Apollo literally wanted to wear Spider-Man underwear all day outside one day and it was like chilly and me and I have hoodies. I could not convince the kid to put on pants because he got new spider-man underwear for easter you do you bro if you're cold you'll tell me it's not easy to let your kids be who they are but i highly encourage it for our children because i don't want to hinder their personalities their strengths mm-hmm. their style yes sometimes i'm like dude i might fix that low ponytail please put it higher i do not like it but for some reason she's on it right now let your kids be who they are. I, think, I, I swear, my mom let me be who I was in so many ways. And um, if she hadn't, I can't imagine all the trauma, like more trauma that I would have had. 
mm-hmm. because I wasn't able to express myself. Um, these three books are really amazing books that are very beautiful in one, being who you are, no matter what people say about you, you have a place. Um, whether that's being trans or dressing a certain way or loving a certain way or that you're a friend to the outsider or you are the outsider and you look different just because whatever, maybe you don't have as much money, whatever, like be who you are. Mm-hmm. That's what this book's about. It's not about sex. It's not about changing your gender. It's just about being who you are, whatever that looks like. One's about having two moms and there's one that's just like it about having two dads and that you're loved and you have two mommies that love you. And one's about whatever background you have, whatever family you have, everybody's welcome. And that is what Jesus came to say. The church isn't saying it as a whole. Like religious communities are not saying this. There are churches that are coming out and saying this. Mm-hmm. And I have a really good friend who's preaching on it this Sunday about homophobia and transphobia and how it's wrong and what the Bible says about it. And I can't wait for that. Oh, um, he's good. I like he. We taught at FCA camps together. I love him and his wife. They're amazing. Um. He's doing some big things. Anyways, these books, none of them talk about sex. None of them talk about genitals. This is the adults who are so afraid of something they don't understand that are making it about that. Um, and you got to stop. You need to get educated or you need to just shut up, please. Mm-hmm. Just be quiet. Keep your opinion to yourself. If it's do some freaking or, research. Well, negative comments and hate and... Being a bully on social media. Literally, trans people have hearts, spirits, and minds. They are mm-hmm. human beings. And if God tells you to love your neighbor, they're your neighbor. Whether you understand transgender, whether you understand being gay or bi or whatever, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. God says, love your neighbor. Which is everyone. Which is everyone. Yeah. You posting that, where's the love in that? Mm-hmm. All it shows to me is some kind of bullshit hate. Yeah. I'm just saying. It's wrong. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Even you and your bullshit hate deserve love. And that's what I'm trying to learn right now as I undo some of these wounds. Mm-hmm. Is that even the people that drive me so insane with their hate and their transphobia. It's so much transphobia right now, but also homophobia. Like, oh, you're comfortable with me and Maddie because we're a little bit more feminine or we're like a pleasant looking couple. I don't know why we get a pass sometimes, mm-hmm. but it's crap because if we get it, everyone should get it. Yeah. Um. But I'm in this space where, like, as much anger, and I feel like it's some righteous anger that you produce in me with these posts, I'm trying to remember and learn that you are worthy of God's love and grace, even though you're being an asshole. Yeah. An uneducated asshole at that. Um, The Bible is not the whole book on everything. Like, literally, if you follow Jesus, he's like, love your God. Through your whole heart, your whole mind, and your whole soul. Love yourself and love your neighbor the same. Nobody loves themselves, as I always say, and nobody knows how to love their neighbor. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to undo the wounds so that I can love myself better so that when someone looks at me a certain way, my walls don't immediately go up and my anger doesn't immediately come out to try to defend myself because I think they're going to be homophobic because that's how I react. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm doing my whole 75 days. Because I don't want to be that way. I want to be more kind and more gentle and more, like, give you the benefit of the doubt and and let those walls come down. I'm trying to learn to love myself and heal those wounds so that I can love my neighbor better. And it's hard work. Ask Monty. She's married to me. Like, it has been a roller coaster of 24, <laughs> 25 days. <laughs> Lord Jesus, help us. The Lord be with you, Monty. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Anyways, again, we're going to be at Pride here in Amarillo, Texas, June 25th. It's on a Saturday this year at the Starlight Ranch. I'm so excited. If you have ideas, we're working on just like some merch that's like super kind, like fun shirts or hoodies because I love wearing hoodies. Um, Just we always look at Pride shirts and like, why don't we make our own? And um, so we're trying to figure that out. You got some cool ideas that you want someone to make? Like, give us a shout. Like, let's collaborate or figure something out because mm. we're really excited to be at Pride. Um, it's a big deal. We do not take it lightly. And um, we're excited to plan it and figure out how that's going to look. And they're actually setting it up for us. So 
What an honor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never would have thought. Thank you, Jesus. Blessing, yes. Um, y'all, uh, thank y'all for listening mm. to me rant. Um, yeah, I have so much more. I can't wait to make these TikToks about these books. Like, come on, guys. It's not about sex. Let's be real. Um, yeah, I hope y'all have a great week. Thank y'all for y'all's patience with us always. Starting these new jobs and new things and trying to figure out a schedule has been a whirlwind, but. We have not gone anywhere. We're here just trying to figure out life's new schedule and get downstairs to record. Yeah. So be blessed and have a great week. And until next time. Yeah. Love your neighbor. Love your neighbor, please. Love y'all. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to my mom's podcast. Be sure to hit that subscribe button, turn on the notifications, and give this video a big thumbs up. Also, thanks for your comments and your feedback. Hey guys, thanks. <laughs> hey guys, thanks for listening to my podcast. <laughs> oh gosh. Good job, babe. Do you like your new mic? I feel like that was our best podcast yet, babe. You talked a lot. I think yeah. hearing yourself on the microphone helped you talk more. You're like, oh my god, you still my wife should. I did. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? <laughs> I started the damn thing. I hope I talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs>